My title of my sermon this morning is Longing for God. And actually my main scripture is Psalm 42, 1 through 11, but I'm going to, I, I, I kind of rearranging things a little bit. I want to move to one of my uh, following scriptures before I go to the main scripture. But before I go there, a little bit of background. You know, when you read the Psalms, most of the time, I mean, majority of them, I didn't go through and do the, do the math, but most of them are by David, right? They're, they're amazing, they're wonderful, there's so much joy and praise and uh, so many wonderful poems and wonderful songs, if you will, in the books of Psalms. But not all of them are written by David. Now when we read Psalm 42, when I get to it, you're like, wow, that really sounds like David. Because the, the context of it sounds like David. Because what's, what's the word say about David? What's God say about David? He's a man after God's own heart. So you can hear that in the passage when we get to it. But this psalm was actually written by the sons of Korah. He was a Levite. So who were the Levites? They were the priests, right? But Korah led a rebellion against Moses. So this was their father that led a rebellion against Moses. Not the sons of Korah. They didn't lead a rebellion, but it was Korah himself. So he led a rebellion against Moses. But this, when I get to it, but first I want to turn to Numbers chapter 16, beginning with verses 1 through 5. It says, Now Korah, the son of Ishar, the son of Kahath, the son of Levi, because again, the Levites were the priests, with Dathan and Abram, the sons of Elab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You take too much upon yourselves. So they made it sound like this was a good thing they were going to do because we're going to try to take some of this away from you. They're actually rebelling against his authority. It says, For all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? So when Moses heard it, he fell on his face, and he, took, he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near to him. Then jumping to verse 28. Think I have that one too? Yes. Verses 28 through 35. And Moses said, By this you will know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own will. I'm going to pause there. Moses saying, I have not done this of my own will, but God chose me. God ordained me, I speak, adorned me. He ordained me for this. God chose me to do this, to be the leader of this nation. It would have been a lot simpler to just to stay there in Midian and tend to the sheep. But God chose me to lead Jews out of Egypt. So I'm His chosen vessel, and He knew it. Verse 29, If these men die naturally like all men, or if they are visited by a common fate of all, the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing, and if the earth opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. 
So he's saying, listen, they haven't rejected me. They're rejecting the Lord. Now it came to pass as he finished speaking all these words that the ground split apart under their feet and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the men with Korah, with all their goods. So they, they and all those with them went down alive into the pit. The earth closed over them and they perished from among the assembly. Then all Israel who were around them fled at their cry and they said, lest the earth swallow us up also. And fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. Imagine, you're standing there and the earth opens up, boom, swallows them up, they're gone. God definitely showed them who was in control, who was in authority. And He had chosen Moses. Do not try to usurp the one that God put in place as a leader. But I said all that to show Korah, Rebelled against God. He rebelled against Moses. But his sons, praise the Lord, did not. His sons longed for God. And that's why we get the Psalms. You'll see that. What a beautiful Psalm. They long to get back to God. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Then we'll get to the, the, main, mess, the main sermon. Heavenly Father, we thank You and praise You for Your love. We thank You, Father, for Your Word. And Father, as we open this Psalm this morning, Father... It's such a beautiful song of how one should long for and seek after Thee, Father. May we be faithful to seek after You with all of our hearts, souls, and minds, Father God. May that we seek after You with all that is within us because You want to have that relationship with us. You want us to come to You. You want us to worship You, Father, because You are worthy, because You love us so much, Father God. And you want us to come to you and just receive that amazing gift you have for us. So, Father, may each of us surrender to you and seek you with all that we have. And may you receive the glory and the honor, for you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So his sons did not follow in his footsteps. They were faithful. Faithful to God. But it came about that after a time that they were exiled. We know that they went to Jerusalem. They had the temple. And I'm not sure if this was actually Korah's sons or maybe even grandsons. I'm not sure how many generations. But when it says sons, it was the descendants of Korah. So they were exiled. They were forced to live among their captives, captives the Gentiles. And they oppressed them. They questioned their faith. So let's go ahead and turn to Psalms, chapter 42, verses 1 through 11. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been, for, my, tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? When I remember the things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Listen to it. He's, he's talking of himself. Why are you cast down, O my soul, within me? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. O oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I will remember 
you from the land of Jordan, and from the heights of Hermon, from the hill of Mazar. Deep calls unto deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command His loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night His song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to, the, to God my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? I've done rearranged things. As with a breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me. While they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. I will yet praise Him. That was in our songs. I will yet praise Him. He is my help. He is my God. Is He not? Amen. Amen. You know, as Karen was saying, sometimes we, don't, we take things for granted. Don't we? I mean, we took it for granted when we walked in here this morning, those that got here first, that you're going to flip that light switch on and the lights are going to come on, right? Took it for granted. I mean, how many times have we at home, you know, we take it for granted, boy, we're going to, our furnace is going to come on whenever that thermostat calls for heat, and we're going to keep us warm, the lights are going to come on, but when that power goes out, and the electric's off for a day, for two days, for three days, don't we miss it? You don't realize how much you miss something, or going to miss something, until it's gone. Well, friends, here's where the sons of Korah are. They were the worship leaders. They were the musicians, actually. They were the musicians that went and led the worship when they would go with the multitude and worship God. So here they are. They've been carried off captive, not able to go to the temple. Not able to go to the temple and worship their God. So they long for that. You long to have that electric come back on. You long to have those comforts. They long to go and worship God. Oh God, when are we going to be able to go again? When I remember these things, my soul is cast down within me. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul longs for Thee. It's like the brooks of water have completely dried up. And my friends, what is the necessity? I might as well forget about those notes. But what is the necessities of life? Air. Number one, right? Air. I mean, you cut your air off. I was painting one time. And I was wearing a hood with a fresh air mask. that had the line, the, the supply line, everything to it. So that thing seals on you very, you know, well, very tightly. Well, the hose bumped against something. And I'm inside of the cab of a locomotive. The hose bumped against something and come off. So I had no air. And it was like, <laughs> I mean, like, Right now, your gas, I was going for the window to just rip this thing off to get air. That's how much we need air. Do we desire and long for God as much as we desire air? The deer pants for the water. You need water to survive. How long can you go without water? Somebody smarter than me tell me how? Three days. Three days. We should not be able to survive without God for three days. Not for one moment, actually. 
We should, as a deer that hasn't had water for days and days and days, longs for it, is how we should be longing and seeking after the God of our salvation. Longing for Him. Desiring to come unto Him. They longed to go. The temple represented the place where they worshiped God. It's where the ark was. You had the veil in the Holy of Holies. And yes, the only one could go in there was the priest, but everybody else gathered around, and that was the place where they would go and worship. They were not able to do that. They missed it. They longed for it. When are we going to be able to go and worship God? We need to have that same attitude. I think we've become comfortable. We have so many comforts in this nation in which we live. You know, we stop and think about some of the nations and you think how open they are to people coming in and sharing the gospel. Because they haven't had that comfort to, to have the freedom to come and worship as we do every week. There's no one out there with roadblocks up trying to stop us from coming here and worship, is there? We can freely come wherever. But do we have that desire? Do we have that longing as much as we desire the breath that we breathe or the water that we drink? Do we desire it that much? Or do we take it for granted? I want to read another psalm, Psalm 63. This is a psalm of David. O God, You are my God. Early will I seek You. My soul thirsts for You. My flesh longs for You in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for You in the sanctuary to see Your power and Your glory. Because of Your loving kindness, because Your loving kindness is better than life. See how, why I said that it sounded like a psalm of David? Because your loving kindness, Father, is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied with morrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with my joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you night in the night watches. Because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. You know, there are so many things in our lives that can distract us from God. So many things that we actually consider blessings. I mean, God has blessed most all of us with so many wonderful things. But sometimes these things can distract us from God. And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, that grass needs cut sometimes twice a week. Having those vehicles causes us to have to maintain them. The home, my goodness, if we own a home, it always needs something done, right? They are wonderful blessings. And I'm not down in that saying we shouldn't have them. When you look at the, the nation of Israel, look at Abraham and all those, God blessed them. But they kept Him first. We need to make sure that we don't become so distracted that we have no time for God. That we don't long for Him. We must long for Him. Do we really hunger for Him? Do we take 
take it for granted, again, to come and worship. We should not. You know, yes, it says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or, pro the, yeah, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to peti petition the government for redress or grievance. So yes, it's in our Constitution that we have that freedom to come today or tomorrow, wherever someone goes and worships. But in truth, they could never take it away. I don't care what laws they pass. They're not, they could not prevent us from worshiping God. Because in actuality, we don't have to come to this house to worship God. We can worship Him anywhere, right? And everywhere. But if God took it away, if it was taken away, we was carried off captive somewhere. Would we miss it? Would we miss it like the sons of Korah missed it? Would we long for God? Would we long for this that we have here today? I hope so. I hope you would long for God. I hope you would hunger for it. You know, the cost of food in the kingdom is hunger for the bread of heaven. Who's the bread of heaven? Jesus Christ. He says, I am the, the way, the truth, and life. He is the bread of heaven. It's the hunger for Him. That's the cost to get into the kingdom, to hunger for Jesus Christ. Instead of what the world has to offer, instead of the bread that the world has, we need the hunger and long for the bread of heaven. And His name is Jesus, right? Revelations 3. Speaks of the lukewarm church. And to the, to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich, have become wealthy, have need of nothing. And do you not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? I counsel you to buy food from me, gold to buy from me, gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich in white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. As many as I love, I, have, I rebuke and chasten them. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Be zealous for God. Hunger for God. Long for God. Seek after God. Whatever word we want to use, but make sure we are going after God. Seeking that relationship with Him. Desiring to be with Him always. God is the ultimate source of joy, peace, Comfort in our hearts. You know, we can seek it in so many wrong ways, so many wrong areas, but we'll never find it until we find God. Until we make Him the one that we long for. You know, there's so many things in the world that people long for, that they will long after. You know, people that are in the midst of a war, what are they going to long for? Amen. They're going to long for peace. I thoroughly believe that 
Most of the time when there's a war, those that are out there on the battle lines, they long for peace. They're there because their authorities ask them to go there. But most of them probably long for peace. I'm not going to say it's every, in every case, but they probably long for peace, to be able to go home to their families, right? Those that are battling an illness, what do they long for? To be well, right? Those that are battling cancer, they long to hear those words. It's gone. Yeah. Those that are battling depression, and there are many, they long to be well. They long to have their, their, their mental capacities about them. They do. They don't choose that. Those that are destitute and poor, what do they long for? To be able to help have enough to take care of their families. To feed their children, right? Those that are enslaved, what do they long for? To be free. My friends, we were enslaved by sin. Right? And we longed to be free. And we found that freedom. Right? His name was Jesus. Those that are homeless, they long for a place to call their own. A place where they can lay their head down at night, be warm, have food in the cupboards. They long for, you know, I really stop and think of the two probably most important things on this earth that most long for. One is going to be to have a home. A home that is safe, the secure, place where their children can be safe and secure. I thoroughly believe that. But you know what the next one is. What, the most, what, what does most everyone long for? Love. Amen. They do. They long. He says it with a chuckle. But they long for love. Everybody longs to have somebody that loves them and somebody they can love. Amen? Come on. Everybody longs for love. The problem is so many today are looking in the wrong places. Oh, that was a song, wasn't it? <laughs> Come on, Brian, sing that for me. They're looking for love in all the wrong places. And look, <laughs> he even knows who sang it. But people long for love and affection. They truly do. You know, those that are in a relationship that has gone bad, they long for that relationship to be healed. They long for that one that loved them when they first were married or they first came together. They long for it to be restored to the way it used to be. They truly do. They don't like being in a battle. They don't like unrest. They don't like abuse. They long for peace, comfort, love, safety, all those things. That's what the average person longs for. Yet yeah, there are those out there that they're wicked. But most people long to be loved and to love someone else. You know, Jesus talked to the woman at the well. And the disciples had went away. So she comes to draw water. And he says, draw me some water from there. I had the scripture of Mark, but it'll just, we'll go with my amplified Ronnie's version. So he asked for water. She said, why do you, 
a Jew speak to me, a Samaritan? And he says, if you knew who spoke to you, you would have asked me for water and I would have given you living water. You would never have to come here and draw water again. Oh, her ears perked up. Wow, that would save me a lot of trouble having to come out here every day and draw water. You're really saying, boy, that's really the amplified or I mean my version, right? I'll never have to come out here and draw water again. She says, where do I get this water? Of course, Jesus explains to her, I am that water. I am the living water. He who comes to me will never thirst again. Will never thirst again. When we long for Him, seek after the One that is the well of water, uh, uh, the spring of water, gushing up in us, can be. She says, I know that Jews worship in Jerusalem. Jesus says, the time is now where we do not need to worship in Jerusalem. They long to go to the temple. Brothers and sisters, we don't need to go to the temple. We just need to go to Jesus. His Spirit is here now. Long for Him. Don't think you have, as I said earlier, you don't have to come here to this building, but let's long for Him each and every day. Every day when we rise up out of that bed, let's, good morning Jesus. Thank You for another day. Lord, be with me today. Hunger for the Lord. Thirst for the Lord. And He will. He is the unending spring of water that will, fresh your, that will refresh your soul. You know, I love praise and worship music, I said in the beginning. I love it. It lifts your soul up. When you're despaired, turn that praise and worship music on. Or get that hymnal out and sing it from your heart. You know, we don't always wake up every morning feeling like, praise God, hallelujah, do we? No. But if we opened up that, let's just do it anyway. Because what did the sons of Korah say? And yet, I will praise Him. They're in captivity. Their captives are ridiculing them. Where is your God? But they say, yet will I praise Him. So wherever we find ourselves, if we are enslaved, if we don't have that home, let's say, yet will I praise Him. Yet will I long for Him. Yet will I seek after him as a deer panteth for the water. Amen?